Welcome to this week's episode of Relaunch My Life Radio. Well, we made it. 100 episodes of Relaunch My Life Radio. What an achievement. I'm so proud and excited to share this week's episode with you, which also celebrates another milestone. And in this episode, I dive into the five biggest business learnings that I have overcome and learnt in the last five years of having my own business. Welcome to Relaunch My Life Radio. I'm your host, Juliet Lever, and a few years ago, I personally relaunched my own life from being a workaholic, alcoholic, and chocoholic to now living a life of my own design. I'm on a mission to free you from an unfulfilling job or passionless life. And so with 10-minute tips and 30-minute interviews and stories to tune into, tune into Relaunch My Life Radio to discover your highest potential and feel inspired to live a life of zero regrets. If you want more, be sure to hit subscribe and visit us at www.relaunchmyliferadio.com for more. So it's been 100 episodes of Relaunch My Life Radio and it just so happens to coincide with the exact week five years ago that I handed in my resignation from my comfort zone, my corporate job and leapt into this crazy life of following my heart and putting all of my focus and attention into my business, relaunch my life. And I can still remember at the time of resigning five years ago, this exuding feeling of trust and of knowing that this was the right path for me and that I had almost learnt too much about myself and how much I valued what I had to offer this world and how unique it was that I knew I could never fit back into the societal box of a traditional nine to five job that included job descriptions and KPIs and, and all of that. And, um, and, and it's been an amazing journey, honestly. And I thought it would be really powerful this week to culminate the top five things I've learned in five years in business. And I'm going to preface this with the fact that it's probably going to be more than five things, <laughs> but I'm going to share with you some of the insights, some of the learnings that have really uh, taught me so much about life and myself, and also helped me realize what really matters when you do run your own business. And I don't even know the statistics, but there are more and more entrepreneurs, more and more people starting side businesses than ever before. The internet has just opened up so much possibility and freedom and choice and capacity to earn money whilst making a difference without, you know, tiring yourself out in transit and, and doing things that just don't make much sense anymore. So it's an exciting time to be alive. And that there's also a lot of experts out there trying to tell you how to do things. And I have really realized that you can go your own way. And that's my first learning. You can actually, to quote Fleetwood Mac, you can go your own way when it comes to your business. And it's interesting because there are endless experts out there telling you the right way to run business. And to me, that's no different to having a job where you're working for someone else. I really believe that the the key to running a business is to find what works well for you because it has to be sustainable and maintainable over the long term. And for me, business is about having my own choice and freedom. And 
I've had certain kind of business coaches who have said, oh, you, you need to stick to this sort of structure or you need to have a regular diary or things like that. But I've actually learned that I work best with variety and I work best with on one particular day feeling, oh, I'm feeling really creative today. And today's one of those days where I've literally just been in the house and I have been creating content. I've been recording podcasts. I've been doing interviews. I've been brainstorming. It's just a creative day. But if I'd had that scheduled out and thought, okay, now I have to get into creative mindset, that doesn't work for me. So I've learned to love and appreciate that about myself. Certainly in the first few years, I kind of fought against that. And I had this whole notion of, oh no, but I... Mondays should be about marketing and Tuesdays should be about finance. And now it's oh, okay. I, I feel like spending an hour now reconciling my bank accounts and I'll do that while I'm listening to a podcast or watching a TV show or something like that. And, and so I think that's really taught me to really honor myself and what works for me. And I, I love variety. And so going my own way in business has been the most empowering element that honestly, I've only really embraced, I would say in the last year or two. Uh, for the first few years, I think I was kind of deprogramming myself from the conditioned way that you're meant to show up in business. And I love variety. You know, I love podcasts, interviewing amazing people. I love coaching and working with people and helping them up level. I love teaching. I love learning. I love being creative. Like there's so many different elements and that's okay. So finding what you really love and knowing that you can go your own way is a really important element. The second thing that I have learned is that you really don't have to turn everything that you love into your job. So this was a really big lesson about two or three years ago. I decided to take a month off my work and take myself to Bali and do a yoga teacher training. And honestly, it was the most detrimental thing for my business. I got back and I just felt so relaxed and, and I guess present and you know love and light everything is perfect that I did sweet f all in my business for about a month after I got back and my bank account showed it the way that I was making a difference was trying to run 15 or 20 dollar yoga classes I was making less money than I had ever made before because I thought oh, I'm going to be a coach I'm going to be a retreat leader I'm going to be a yoga teacher I'm going to be all of these things and and it was really cute and in hindsight I realized okay Maybe I don't have to be a yoga teacher, but maybe I need to weave in the elements of what yoga has taught me into what I do when I'm teaching or running workshops or running my day-to-day -day life. And I also realized that, you know, my yoga practice was really, it's for me more a spiritual than a fitness practice. And it was sort of like the place that I would go for healing for myself. And what did I do? It, it healed me so much. I just wanted to share it with my with my audience and with my beautiful um, you know, community. And so I turned that into work and I would find myself on my yoga mat rather than connecting to myself, I'd be thinking, oh, this would be a really good pose or really good um, perspective to bring into next week's yoga class. And I, I started making my yoga practice about my work, which is so easy to do, I think, when you are multi-passionate. And that, that's something that I definitely have been as well. So you don't have to make everything you love your job and some things you can keep as your sacred thing. And that's that's been a really big learning as well. Um, the other thing is that, uh, well, the third thing is that your business is a reflection of you. 
And if you're a human, then you know that the only constant in life is change and you're constantly going to be growing and evolving and changing. And that's perfectly fine. It's important to do the inner work, to show up and to keep noticing what is actually coming up for you and what are you resisting and what are you coming up against. I think a lot of people focus so much more time on the strategy than they do on the mindset. But if you can get the mindset right, then the strategy becomes really easy. So I'm always working on things at the moment. I'm working on delegation and releasing control and surrender and, and those kinds of beautiful things. There's always something new that I think you can learn about yourself in business. And I've learned so much over the last five years, honestly. Uh, one of the big learnings around growing is really listening to my intuition and knowing that I have sometimes aligned with people that didn't share the same values as me and that was very challenging uh, and so making sure that the decisions you're making feel right for you too and trusting those kind of gut intuitive feels as well uh, so there's lots uh, I also feel as though it's important on that, you know, your business is a reflection of you and it's important to embrace all elements of you. So I think in society, people expect people to show up and be one certain way. And yes, consistency is important, but no humans are just one way all of the time. And sometimes we show up and we are energetic. Sometimes we show up and we're more reflective. Sometimes we show up and it's let's focus on getting things done. Sometimes we show up and it's being an inquiry and being curious and that's okay. And so it's important to notice that even though a lot of people out there only offer one element or one facet of themselves and they'll become like an expert or a guru in one element, all humans have all traits. All humans sometimes have off days. All humans sometimes feel great. You know, all humans sometimes feel not so great. That's part of the human experience and it's all good, you know. Um, and so just knowing that you can honor and, and nurture all of the elements of yourself within your business. And that includes honoring where you're at in your cycle as well. Women who are still going through a menstrual cycle. This took me a couple of years to figure out. Give yourself a day off either side of when, when it's that time of the month. Um, and if you can do that when you're in your own business, I've been doing that the last couple of years and it's profoundly shaped how I can give and show up in a bigger way on the other times. And I generally will um, organize events in the first two weeks of my cycle when I'm pre-ovulation and then when I'm post-ovulation, that's more of the introspective, reflective time. That's when I'll do more of my creative elements as well. So no noticing that and, and knowing that your business is a reflection of you. And so if there's a block in your business, there's a block for you as well. And that's cool because it means we can, we can change it as well. So it's all good. Oh, what else? The other learning, I think that was three. So now learning number four, big one. And you've probably heard this, but have you really embodied this? The notion that something that is done is better than something that is perfect. So the whole idea of waiting to do things until you're ready, waiting to do things until they're perfect, it doesn't exist. And so sometimes you just need that nudge and remember that something out there in the world can help someone better than something 
on your computer that isn't quite ready to launch yet. And so getting it out there and giving yourself deadlines so that you can actually put things out there and knowing that you can always adjust and refine things as well. And I don't know if I've met many people that are 100% happy, say, with their website. It's okay. It's part of the journey. <laughs> so just getting things out there and getting into action is definitely the best, um, the best thing that you can do. And the fifth thing is that... In business, I really think it's like the best personal development course you can sign up for. Uh, but you need to be constantly stepping into what scares you. And this was something that I realized about two and a half years ago, where I'd been in business for about two and a half years. And so many of the women that I worked with and coached or took on retreats or had at workshops, I would encourage them to go further and study programs, study courses, study NLP with Paul, and they wouldn't do it. And I didn't know why it was. And it wasn't until it started showing up as a bigger and bigger pattern that I realized, huh, like maybe this is, this is the way of, you know, people in the universe asking for me to show up in this way and serve in this way and, and, and take this on. And I had kind of blocked myself from studying to be a trainer of NLP. I, I'd pedestaled it and I thought it was way too hard, way too challenging. I thought it was something that Paul did so well, I couldn't possibly do it any better and all of these silly things that came up. And, and it, you know, that saying of what you resist persists, it just kept knocking, kept knocking, kept knocking. And even at, you know, the retreats that I would run, I realized that I wanted to go so much deeper. And now having taught, I think, five NLP practitioners, and this will be my second master practitioner teaching with Paul at the end of this year. Oh, I'm so glad I took that, that step. And it really pushed me out of so many comfort zones. And it taught me that I can really help people learn skills that change their whole mindset and their whole life in a much bigger way than I'd ever thought possible. And, um, and that's been a really big learning and lesson for me because honestly, I've, I've used my business as a vehicle to find myself and make a difference over the last five years. And it's been incredible. You know, I have run hundreds of workshops of events. I've taught Reiki. I've taught discover your highest potential workshops. I have taught many yoga classes. I've run now a hundred podcasts. I've run three international overseas retreats. I've assisted at several retreats. Um, I've run retreats locally as well. And now I'm in this beautiful flow state where I'm running regular monthly mini retreats in Adelaide. So I still get that labor of love of running the retreat style element without taking people into the jungles in Ubud and all of those kind of business risks that come alongside that as well and I get to take people into the depths of their being and, and really get into that inquiry of well who am I and how have I been programmed and who programmed me and what are these funky limiting beliefs in my unconscious mind that are blocking me from what I want to do and and spending seven days helping people actually get understanding of themselves at a deeper level than they ever have and I feel so fulfilled to be able to do that I get to now teach with my beautiful partner and a big part of my fulfillment is us growing and learning and, and teaching together. And I'm always humbled by the fact that I don't know everything and my business is always showing me that. And so, you know, next year and, and the next five years, I don't know because the last five years have just been beyond what I could have imagined when I took that leap and I quit my job. But I knew that 
I would be fine. I just knew it. And there have definitely been some moments over the last five years where I've questioned what I've done and I've wondered, you know, oh, it would just be so much easier to work for someone else, but short term, you know, but in the long term, it, it would be a lot harder, I think, on my soul and my freedom and wanting to make the difference that I want to make. And, you know, I'm really focused on being efficient with my time and, and how can I spend my time that is going to serve the most amount of people? And that's really the question that I'm going into 2020 asking. I'm going to America for a few weeks in January and it's all about really considering how to set up the structure of this business in a way that is going to support us making a bigger difference in the world and um, and be much more scalable in the bigger picture as well so I'm, I'm excited for that and I don't know what that's going to look like or feel like but it's all good I, I trust that it's the next logical step so you know those are some of the learnings there are so many other learnings and you know I think if I could give that Juliet advice that left her job five years ago I think I think she was already listening to this me and I really do think that our intuition is almost like whispers from ourselves in the future all time is happening now and um, I think when we really tap into our intuition we're listening to ourselves from the future and so me right now if I could send that message back to the Juliet that quit her job and just had all of this trust and faith that it was the right next step I would just say you have so got this the next five years are going to teach you so much about yourself and you are going to make, make such a huge difference you're going to write a best-selling self-help book which you'll get messages continually from people saying how much it's helped them you'll interview the most beautiful people on your podcast you'll get amazing feedback from people about how your podcast has helped them learn things about themselves You'll, um, you'll run retreats and you will learn a lot about that and, um, and how to really hold a safe container for people when they're overseas and also how to learn when to let something go even though you really love it. And you'll learn how to work together with your partner in business and life and build a relationship and a life that you never dreamed imaginable. And you'll learn that life is about the simple things. It's about having an hour window halfway through the day to be able to go to the beach and watch the, the waves and the ocean. You will learn that there are some things just that are so meaningful in this world, like helping people really find that part of them that knows why they were born and what they're here to do. And you'll know that you were born here for a reason and it's so beautiful that you're following that each and every day so that would be the advice I'm interviewing myself here <laughs> because I don't have anyone to interview me um, and you know I wanted to end this episode with a few self-inquiry questions for you going into 2020 and what in, in preparation for us teaching master practitioner I've been thinking about the whole idea of being a master and so in your area of your business or your area of expertise, well, what would a master in that area of business do? So what would be the decisions that you would make in the next year that would really solidify being a master in that area? And also from a personal perspective, what would someone who loves themselves do in this moment? And these are some of my favorite questions. Some other questions for you to ask are, well, what have been the most life-changing and profound things that you have achieved this year personally and professionally 
And what would be some of the most life-changing and profound things that you would like to achieve next year personally and professionally? And if you could give yourself any advice for the year ahead that is to come, what would it be? So these are some questions to help you to kind of refocus and get clear. I wanted to also just wrap up with some of the biggest things I've learned about podcasting because having done a hundred episodes, that's crazy. <laughs> I never thought I'd get to that, but uh, here's to another amazing hundred. And oh my gosh, we've got some really interesting interviews coming up in the next few weeks. I've got uh, the beautiful uh, Melissa Ambrosini's husband, Nick Broadhurst on the show. I've got one of my dear high school friends uh, coming on the show, Ali, who was the bachelorette a few years ago, and she completely launched her life so I'm excited to interview her got some awesome interviews coming up and um, and yeah I, I love being able to have a platform where I can share things with you from my own perspective but also interview people who are just out there rocking life and I literally have just been amazed everyone has a story everyone has something unique to share and offer this world and um, and I really think that you know there are teachers everywhere if we're just willing to get curious and ask questions and listen so what I would love to ask from you is if you could please leave me a review on iTunes and I will choose one of the five-star reviews on iTunes and I will give you a signed copy of my book. If you already have a signed copy of my book, then I will organize a different special prize for you. But if not, there may be someone that you want to gift it to. So jump onto iTunes, finish listening to this 100th episode and please leave a review. I haven't really asked for these before and it's really important for me to do that so that this can start reaching more people. And it would mean the world to me if you could do that. Also, if you share it, um, that would be incredible too. And it would just help me to reach more people and, and get this message out there. And some of the big things I've learned about podcasting is exactly that. Number one, ask people to share and promote it. Because unless you ask, people don't do things. So that's a really big lesson. Sometimes you have to ask for what you want. And it's not so much asking for what I want, but it's asking from a place of helping more people as well. And... Sometimes as well, it's about kind of what I talked about. I think it was point two or three, what I've learned in business. Some of my podcasts have been what I would quote as less than perfect. The audio isn't always the best quality I've found, but I've learned to let that go. And some of the episodes, in fact, that have had the most challenges with the audio have been the most profound. And that's all good. It's okay. And that's okay to just have permission to just keep perfecting, keep refining it as well as you go. And, uh, you know, I know that in the future, in our forever home, we're going to actually have a recording and podcast studio, but we're still on our way to making that. And so um, for now, this is this is where I'm at and that's all good as well. Um, I've also learned that it's okay to be vulnerable. And thank you for listening and for letting me feel like I can just share who I am and where I'm at on my journey. Uh, sometimes I feel like all of you listening are, <laughs> are hearing my diary in a way. Um, but, you know, that's that's just who I am. And that's when I wrote my book, um, when I first started my business and I would do regular blogs. That's that that was always what I felt was important because there is a world of inauthenticity and tailored, doctored ghost written posts out there that all kind of sound the same to me and I um I, I can't do that I can't sound like everyone else and you can't either you know when you're being authentic to you so 
I think that is all I wanted to share <laughs> this week. So I would love to hear from you. I'd love to read your reviews. Please jump on and leave a review and I will pick one of those then in the next week that I do a podcast myself and I will let you know if you are the winner and we can organize to get a signed copy of Relaunch My Life sent out to you. And as always, just have the most incredible week. We've got, you know, six weeks until the end of the year. So make sure you're connecting to you, you're nurturing you, you're focusing on what's important to you in alignment with your values. And as always, I'm just sending you so much love and respect for where you are on your journey. That's this week's episode from Relaunch My Life Radio, live from Australia. Visit us at relaunchmyliferadio.com for more. And remember, it's never too late to relaunch your life.